girl. Welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you are here for this conversation today because I have on the show one of my favorite humans, Amber Lillystrom. If you're not familiar with her, she is a podcaster, speaker, author, brand strategist. She was a speaker at Empower Her Live. So many of you freaking vibed with her last time she was on the podcast because she's just got this presence about her that's so grounding. Uh, I just adore this woman. But the reason why I wanted to bring her on the show specifically is because she's known for saying, if the dream is in you, it's for you. But there was a season of her life where she actually questioned if that was true. Because life just felt really hard. And I know sometimes we go through these ups and downs in our career, in our relationships, you know, in the pursuit of growing our family or whatever it is that you're working on right now, where you're just like, is this ever going to happen for me? How do I support myself through these ups and downs? So today's episode, I think it's just going to feel so inspiring to you and also just like really heartfelt. Like you're just going to feel this on like a very deep level. So I'm so excited to hear what you think of this episode. Please tag both Amber and I on Instagram stories if you're a shout out podcast kind of girl because we love to hear what you're vibing with. And I think you're just really going to connect. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Amber, I am so excited that you're here for us to just have a really raw conversation that I know is going to just light people up. I'm so pumped. Thank oh my gosh. I'm so happy to be back. This is like, what a moment. What a moment. Yeah. So for those that were at Empower Her Live, you heard Amber speak and she was absolutely incredible. I can't even tell you about how much feedback I've gotten about you and just the way that you show up. You're just next level. So what I wanted to do today is honestly just talk about some of the realizations that you've had in your life recently, because I feel as if so many women that listen into this podcast are going to connect with you because you're so honest about it too. So let's start with this idea that you are known for saying, if the dream is in you, it's for you, which is just a beautiful statement. Everybody write that on a post-it note, just keep it close <laughs> to you. It's so good. Um, but there was a time recently that you're questioning, is that even true for me? So yeah. can you give a little context to that? Yeah. And I'm just going to say, put a little asterisk on this. I have to always be mindful of when I talk about this part of my story that it can be really triggering because yeah. I'm going to talk about motherhood and fertility and infertility. Um, and so if that's a season that you're in, it might be a really nourishing time for you to listen to this. And it also, for some of you might not be this, you might want to like hit forward 15, 15, like a million times until we get to the next part. But yeah. anyway, I always want to say that because I know how tender my heart was about this um, in this part of my story. So in 2021, which is hard to believe, Keisha, that was a year ago. It feels like a lifetime ago, honestly. Yeah. Uh, at the start of 2021, after a lot of years of navigating infertility, really secondary infertility, because we had my daughter when uh, in 2013, when I was 31, turn, just turning 32, and we conceived her after one shot at IUI um, fertility treatment. And I think it's important to say that 
I was just like completely clueless. I didn't, I was like, the doctor said, this is what we're doing. And I was a person who had endometriosis. And so they were like, just call when you get your period. And I did. And they were like, okay, we're doing this. And I just was like, oh, this is what we're doing. We're going to have a baby now. And there was no resistance. There were no limiting beliefs. There were no, there were no anything. There was no story. It was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And by the grace, we got pregnant and we had Ani and she, oh my gosh, can we just pause to talk about Ani and Empower yeah. Her Life? Oh, oh my gosh. My nine-year-old. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, she. So if you weren't there, you might have seen videos of this, but if you didn't, Amber's nine-year-old daughter did a duet with her of Sia Unstoppable and it was, everybody was crying. It was so <laughs> beautiful and amazing. I mean- goals. Amber, you are, you guys were goals up there. I was just looking at her like, oh oh my gosh, I love this so much. Thank you so much for that opportunity. I mean, it just served my daughter. And I will tell you this because this is the power of ripple effect. I need you to hear this. I haven't told you the story yet. So the, the day before we left, Ani's at school and she was like feeling nervous. She's already anticipating how nervous she was about Saturday. And so her teachers knew that this was like something we were doing. They were super supportive and all this, and they knew it was going to happen. And She's sitting in circle, I guess. They have like circle and she's sitting in circle and um, she said she was nervous or something and didn't want to participate. And her teacher goes, well, why don't you just do it for all of us so that you can just like practice before you go? And and I asked her teacher later, I was like, that was pretty bold to call her out. She's like, I know I kind of rolled the dice. I didn't know if she was going to say like, no way. And I was going to regret that I had asked that. But yeah. Ani did it. So she stood up in front of her entire class. I'm like, that's even more brave to me. Her yes, peers. Your peers. Acapella by yourself and and belts out unstoppable and her the teachers were like we didn't realize like that she actually can like legit sing part one and part two that she had like that much courage and so at the end of it all the kids got up and rushed up and hugged her and they sent me a picture of her like going like this with all of her friends hugging her when i got there to pick her up from school all the kids were like i didn't know this had happened they're all like Ani sang for us. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing. She's going to be so great in Arizona. She's going to do so good. I'm like, oh, oh. so the power oh. of us, like, and then, then in the teacher oh. conference, they're telling me about how the, their children, a lot of the teachers' kids are in the school that Ani's in, and they're like, oh yeah, Johnny's um, says, let's sing Ani's song. And then Harper's singing Ani's song in the shower. Stop. Amber. I'm like, I cannot. Oh even oh, right now I, that like actually makes my like, eyes water right now because it's so beautiful and I mean at nine years old you're so concerned with what people think about you at a, and, and the <laughs> fact that she got up there in front of her peers and belted out and then did it in front of hundreds of women at empower her life like oh I I love that oh, yeah so yeah beautiful. so that's like its own whole podcast in and of itself but my point being <laughs> really like if you can take from that uh, that our dreams are not just about us. And so the like moments like this one, sharing our stories, even when yeah. they're uncomfortable, even when they can be painful, even when they're imperfect or maybe incomplete, like you just don't know who needs to hear that chapter or that part of your story because yes. they're going through something that is going to help lift them, like pull them forward, have this sort of trajectory that that rises right for them and for you. And so it's like this just this beautiful gift of dreams and sharing our dreams. OK, so I have a nine year old and yeah. during after having Ani, of course, there are these years of building this business and doing motherhood. And I was really doing like the nap time hustle, building this business from the ground up. I didn't have childcare. I didn't want to. I really wanted to be there with her. And I was like, I'm just going to grow at the pace that I can grow at. But my business eclipsed into becoming a business that supports my family and help Ben retire from his police career and help him step into his podcast production business and all. It's like completely changed 
our world and yeah. how we're living. And it's given Ben the opportunity to be a work from home dad. And so like he's with his children and that is just like, I mean, so whoa, cool. that's a, that's a really big deal. You know, and I think about it's generationally, really like what that impact is. Cause how many of us here listening to this did not have that, like whether it was with our, with a mother or certainly for many of us traditionally not with a father uh, yes. at all. Wait, actually, Amber on that. Yeah. I've been talking a lot with this community about how sometimes, so obviously if you, it's easier for you to be something that you can see. Like if there's an example yes, of someone yes. that's done the thing, but when you are the lineage changer, which yeah. whether that's in your marriage, how you want to show up for your family, how you want to raise your kids, your finances, you're the first entrepreneur. A lot of women listening into this are in that. So how did you actually believe that this was possible? I know we're going to go into the story, but like, totally. how did you believe that this was possible to create this with your own family? Dynamic? Yeah. Examples. You see it modeled. Yeah. You're totally right. Um, my yeah. friends, um, Kate and Mike, uh, Kate Northrup and Mike Watts, yeah. um, we had children before they did, but they were doing their business together. I met Lori and Chris Harder back in 2010 when I was a, a fitness competitor. That's how Lori and I met. And so we yeah. became friends. And I remember all along saying to Ben, when I was like still in my corporate job before I launched my business in 2014, um, I want, I want us and our marriage to be able to do the things we want to be doing and like really step into our gifts. And so having examples of couples who were, yes. who went through that same process of like leaving corporate jobs. Like the thing is, is Ben and I didn't just like, we weren't born entrepreneurs, right? Like we both had corporate jobs. Like we were, we were in that world of like working for the raise and working those hours and, you know, not, not being together a lot so much so yeah. that in my corporate career, I worked at the university of New Hampshire as the marketing director and doing a lot of really, really cool stuff. In my job there, Ben became this mascot that, that I invented named Gnarls and Ben, ben was Gnarls guys. So my husband was the giant cat and he would skate out on the ice. He skated on Fenway Park, like all these crazy things. But part of that was he loved it. He's kind of like a nut. He wanted to do that. But we got to like be together. So yeah. like he'd be there and he'd be gnarls. And then my interns would be like guiding him all around. And then he'd be done and we'd be like hanging out. And he's like all sweaty after being a big cat for a bunch of hours. But like we wanted to be together. And so like we, yeah. had, but we still had these jobs we had to do. Mm -hmm. And we knew we wanted to do something different, especially when we became parents, which was a huge part of our life vision and goals was to have children. And we knew we weren't going to want to be away from them. You know, we want to be yes. with them as much as possible, but also do really deep, meaningful work and like find the blend. We knew from seeing other examples that it was possible. And then once we started doing it, we're like, we can create our own version of this. Yes. And, and that's what we're doing. So yeah. So then back to the story, you know, we, we were trying and trying to conceive and I thought, you know, we had a baby, like we conceived on the first try. And they say that once, you know, you had endometriosis, sometimes having a kid like makes it clear. So I thought in my own head, like, I'm good. Like, we'll just try to get pregnant. So we just tried and tried and tried over all these years. And, you know, it's definitely emotional, it's definitely draining. But I just was like, well, you know, when it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. And so then in 2020, 2019, I went to see my doctor and um, get all my levels checked because I was like, all right, it's getting kind of like, she's like six, you know, like we've got to do this yeah. now. Like we're, I want to have, we really do want to have a second child. This dream is still here. And then I went to see my doctor and he gave me this like devastating news. He was like, you're not a candidate for IVF. And I had like had that in the back of my head all along, like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, like we'll at least be able to do IVF. And now he's saying yeah. to me, like the thing that was like my backup isn't an option. And so it was devastating. Like, and, and I had that, I had this procedure and this appointment two days before I was leading a retreat for my mastermind. 
And so I had to just like lock it away and yeah. pretend that it was like not there because I, I had to go and lead. Um, but I was like falling apart. And so that was in 2019. And I made this decision, Keish, that I was going to go work with my naturopath and like really work on all of my numbers because I'm, you know, former division one athlete. I'm very competitive that way. I'm very connected to my body. I was like, I just don't believe this. Like I just, I just, the story's not over. Like I'm not yes. ready to throw in the towel on this. So I went to see my naturopath and we worked at it and I was doing all the testing and, you know, taking all the supplements and doing all the things. And in January of 2020, she was like, your thyroid is like literally impeccable. Like these numbers are, there's, you are, you're like, you're good. And so I yeah. went back and started having more appointments with fertility people. And they were, they said to me like, listen, no guarantees, like long shot, but your numbers did improve. They were, they were all like in disbelief. So I feel like that's an important thing. If somebody needs to hear that today, like mm -hmm. the doctors don't know everything. Yes. You know yourself, you know, your body, you know, your mm -hmm. spirit. All right. So just here, if you needed to hear just those words today, I hope that that gives you life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so we're in these sessions. And I remember this one moment, which feels also very important to say, talking to the doctor, he kept saying endometriosis, endometriosis. And, and I'm like, okay. And I had like this intervention with the doctor. And I said, with all due respect, if you need to like write that on my chart, because that's like my, that's my past history or whatever, that's fine. But for the sake of our conversation, which is meant to be generative, which is meant to be about fertility, about conception, about abundance, about an abundance of eggs, about conceiving our miracle baby, which is like so far beyond you and me, dude. I didn't say dude, but I wanted to. <laughs> right? I was getting animated. I said, I would really appreciate it if you could just not ever say that word in my presence again, because anything yes. that is related to the idea of infertility is not helpful to what we're trying to do here. Amber, yes. And it's just a <laughs> reminder too that like it's our job to advocate for ourselves and like That's you right. can have that conversation with someone and yes. you can do it in a respectful way. But Absolutely. it's like, hey, we don't need to keep talking about this. Like I'm aware that I had endometriosis. Like you don't like, need to- I'm aware yeah. that I don't have a, a, like a great, you know, reserve as far as my eggs are concerned. But yeah. it's literally not helpful for you to keep telling me this because you're trying to CYA. I don't think that you're some sort of miracle man that's going to like make me get pregnant. But I do know that you're a scientist and a doctor that knows how to do your job really well. And yeah. so that's what I'm trying to get here is that I'm bringing my best and I need you to bring your best. And he like, he was so stunned. He like didn't even know what to say. And it took him like a couple minutes. He started talking about something else. And then he came back. He like recalibrated and he was like, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. And I was like, look, I'm kind of dealing with a different deck here right? Like yeah. I'm a coach. This is what I do. I'm like always working on helping people calibrate their mindset and how they think about the possibilities of what's, what they're wanting for their life. And so if yes. I hear something that's going to get in the way of that, I'm going to name it because there's just no reason to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Really like, okay, it is what it is. The complexity of life is this case, right? Like it's hard. Like it is challenging to be a human and to live in a physical body in a physical world. Like that's not, it's not the easiest thing. And also there's so much good and there's so much possibility and we can, we can be in control of where we're looking and where we're focusing and what we're practicing. And so that's my job is to, to call people up on the possibilities wherever I am, you know, even if I'm like, you know, at the gas station and I'm not like attacking people in that way, but <laughs> yeah. I'm really like my, I feel like I'm here in this lifetime to be 
a mirror for, for light and for love and for the goodness that is in us, because I believe everybody has that. Everybody has that capacity um, in them. And even if you were made in your lifetime to feel like you were bad or you were wrong, which is what I was, I believed as a very young child, being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, I felt like I was a bad person that I was wrong for decades of my life. It's like, it was like a deep wound and pain. I felt bad and wrong because other people, you know, extended family members didn't support me and they didn't support that part of my journey. Right. And so I had to alchemize that pain into something. I had to always stay the course of what I knew was true, which is I'm here for a reason. And if I keep seeing life through this lens of possibility and I, you know, like, how could that be bad? How could that be wrong? And so I've just had to do a lot of work around that, you know, personally take ownership for my own pain and my own wounding and to do that healing work. And now it's like, there's a lot of momentum in the direction because these pathways are now how I think. I don't think that way anymore because I've trained so much at thinking differently. And and that, that in itself though, Amber, I think is a huge little, like, I guess, nugget that someone could take is like, you have done consistent work to yes. get your mind to default right? and and having to be very conscious about it sometimes, but to default to this lens of possibility. Yes. And you've spent so much time doing that. So it's like anyone listening into this, if your mind doesn't default to that yet, it the can. key word here is yet. It absolutely can. It can. It's totally possible regardless of where you came from, That's right. what you've navigated through. It's like, it's, so, I'm not special in that way. Like I am special and I'm not special. Every one of us is special, but also like yeah. I'm a human being with a brain that is wired very similarly to the way your brain is wired. I just learned how to, to practice this skill by studying it because I was suffering so much yes. and I wanted to stop feeling so bad. And so I practiced this and really like all of my thirties was like that rewire. Like I am a different person at 41, like, com- like profoundly different person than I was even five years ago. So I'm talking to this doctor and I'm like, all right, bro, we got to rewire this. Like we're not, this isn't the language. Like put a big note on my chart. Nobody says this word. And if they do know that I will correct them. And, (laughs) and, um, he's like, okay, let's give it a go. And so I ultimately end up back at my old doctor. Um, don't need to talk about all those reasons, but I end up back at my old doctor in New Hampshire. Um, we're going for it. I'm all in, right? Like if I, if, if anyone's going to like do this, I'm like (laughs) hype woman, you know, getting my injections, like. Woo! It was not easy. My body was going through changes, but I did it. And we had the first whole experience, you know, the egg retrieval and the transfer and all that. And we did not conceive on that first shot. And we, and I was like, okay, all right. Like, no, that's a possibility. We're going to try again. And I've still felt like I can do this. Right. And so they, this time they're like, we're going to turn the dial up as high as we can. And we're going to do like the maximum stem. And I was like, okay, this is going to be harder. You know, like I just came off this one, but I can do it. And mind you, I'm like still doing my business and mothering and everything in the background. But I'm like, I got this because mom, because women, women are super women. Like we are, we are, we have superpowers, right? Like for what matters most to us, we can do anything. And so I go through this process and I actually did conceive and Sadly, you know, within a week or so I miscarried and, um, it was, it was really, really painful. Um, I don't think that I've even really unpacked like the miscarriage part of it, but what was most painful was the, the absolute knowing, not even thinking, not even just like a recognition. It was like a deep knowing in my, in my bones 
that I was not going to try to get pregnant again, that I couldn't go through that again. And the fact of this one day, this is like super heartbreaking. Um, when they were trying, when my body hadn't released yet and I was having to go get blood drawn like every day to see my body was like still pregnant, but it wasn't pregnant. Like it is just yeah. complex how these things happen. There wasn't a, a, a positive growing pregnancy, but my body still was registering as pregnant. And Ani, every day, Keish, like wa she wanted to come and she didn't want me to go by myself. Oh, and I was just had this moment. I'm like sitting in there with my arm out, like just tears streaming, like getting this blood draw again, like knowing like this is I'm in this like sort of stuck place of like being pregnant, but like not wanting to be this kind of pregnant. And Ani's in the car and I'm thinking like this pursuit is like keeping me from being the mother that I already am. And like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't do it. You know, I just like, I can't do this anymore. And I remember having this conversation with my body, like in the midst of that week. And I just, the doctors were on the phone. They're like, we need you to take this medication. We need to like protect your body. And I was like, listen again, like having to advocate and fight for myself. My body thinks it's pregnant because I've wanted to be pregnant for like eight years. Like, give me a minute. I'm not coming tomorrow. I need a day to just like be with my body and grieve and like, let it go. And I, and I tell you, like within 24 hours of that conversation, I started bleeding and my body released. And, and I was like, it's I felt like, like, you know, like you, you, we all have this inner knowing, like, you know what you need for yourself. Yes. Like, and yes, oh, we have to man. advocate and create the space so we can actually hear it. Yes. And it's not, and also like friends, it's not easy. Okay. I'm not, there's no bow on this. This isn't like a story that I'm putting a bow on right now. Like this was rugged and hard. And I was having to deal with like mortality in a way, like in this really interesting way. Like my dad, my dad is sick with something he's doing good, but he's like got a diagnosis and, um, I'm turning 40 that year. And it's just like meeting life, like a new chapter and being like, I just didn't expect it to be like this. I just didn't like think it was going to feel this way. And now I'm like, I'm complete with my fertility story. And I literally had this moment, Keish, where I was like, if the dream is in you, it's for you. Like, is that bullshit? Like sitting there with my own words in my hands and thinking like, did I, was I just wrong about this? Was I just like wow. not aware of aspects of life when I was like naive in saying that, you know what I like really, I remember like this deep feeling like in this valley of like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to this yeah. and having to well, sit with it. So when, oh gosh, I just, I love you so much. Cause you're just so raw. Like someone, there's a lot of people that are really going to benefit from you just being so open about this. So I'm sure that you've heard me talk about soul CBD right? If you listened into this podcast before or if we're connected on social media. But the reason why I love their product line is because everything is THC-free, sustainably sourced, made here in the US. And there's a lot of different CBD companies out there, but I really trust Soul and I've been using their products for years. In fact, at the time that this episode is released, my husband, Sina, and I are on a 20-hour flight to Thailand. And one of the first things that we talked about is like, we got to make sure that we pack Soul in my purse so we 
we've got sleepy gummies. If you struggle with sleep at all, please just humor me and try these sleepy gummies. They've got a tiny bit of melatonin in them, but not too much. Like you'll still wake up the next morning feeling super fresh. But so many of us struggle with sleep. And I'm like, this is a solution that can help support you in this. Try their sleepy gummies. They've got two flavors, chamomile and then a blueberry lavender. I love the blueberry lavender personally. And then they also have gummies that don't have any melatonin in them. This is for, you know, a ton of different flavors they have actually. But for in the middle of the day, if you're just feeling a little bit anxious, they also have droppers like a tincture that you can just put under your tongue. It just takes the edge off. It doesn't change your personality at all or make you sleepy. I was really worried about that for some reason when I started thinking about CBD. And honestly, I just love it because if you do struggle with any anxiety, especially with the holidays coming up and travel, um, give yourself some extra support. Why not, right? We talk a lot on this podcast about the thoughts that you're thinking and the stories that you're creating, but why not also throw in some products that could be really supportive? So head over to soulcbd.com slash Keisha. If you use code Keisha, you get a sweet discount on all of their products. Honestly, even our dog Lizzie, we give the CBD treats so it can just help her chill out a little bit. There's topical treatment. Like they have an entire line of so many incredible products and code Keisha, K-A-C-I-A, gets you a discount on all of them. Check them out. If you have questions, of course, you can always slide into my DMs. I got your back, girl. Now, without further ado, let's dive back into the show. But my question there is like, you you meet this question you're giving to yourself. Like, is this actually true? And there are women right now that are in their version of like, I don't know if I can do this or I don't know what's next or they're grieving or they're just navigating like a really tough season in their marriage or whatever. Like, what do you do to support yourself at that point when you're questioning mm. like, what what do I do here? Yeah. And like, when you say sit with it, what does sit with it actually look like yeah. for you personally? Well, I think like, you know, we live in a, in a society and I certainly do like this like generator person, you know, who yeah. um, has been an achiever and like, can solve problems, you know, like, and like helps people solve their problems for a living. Right. And I'm just like having to sit with this and doesn't feel like quick and easy. Um, so in the sitting was really leaning in with, with people that I love and that I trust and that I can just kind of not be the polished, perfect version of me with, and just be with them. And then, you know, it was like this beautiful call to my friends, these people I love in my life to, show me their strength. Yes. Like I got to receive a new dimension in my friendships and in my relationships that maybe I wouldn't have like made myself even available for because I was just, you know, like I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You were often pouring into other people too. Yeah. So it's like, it's, and then, and as someone who has been such an achiever and like accomplished so much, it's easier probably for you to help other people than totally. it is for you yeah. to ask for people to help you. But the depth of connection in those relationships from going through this, I can imagine like really needing to lean on people. Totally. And, you know, and, and there was a friendship that didn't survive it, but there were a couple, there were three, my three closest friends that deepened and rooted in the most profound way. And, you know, what I learned in this season is like vulnerability. We talk a lot about vulnerability, right? Like you have to be vulnerable, you have to be vulnerable. But I was like, well, what does that even mean? Because that just feels like not deep enough. And and what I got to is that what's under vulnerability is truth. And so we try to protect the truth with all these other things, but like vulnerability is the doorway to truth. Ooh. That's good. Wait, dig into that a little bit more. Yeah. And so like the truth was I felt I was devastated and then I was 
questioning like how do i like my whole con- my whole perception of my life like i always dreamed of having more like having children like being this mother like my motherhood feels incomplete and yet this this like this massive end of the road scenario right now and i don't know what i'm going to do you know but i but but also like that sort of what do i do moment also led me to the question help and I, there's this book by Anne Lamott that i love it's called help thanks wow and it's this idea of we 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 have these moments where we're on our knees and like the only thing we can say is help help and then like thank you like thank you for helping me and then when we allow ourselves to receive that help that support and we feel that great it's like wow like the awe and so like i asked for help uh instagram led me to finding through like honestly five in the morning alone on the couch like scrolling scrolling medicating my mind right like i can't and i get on some adoption thread and i find this consultancy and i'm just like well i'm nothing to lose and i fill out the form and i say let's have a call and ben and i we signed up but we were like we our hearts were weary you know and we were like we just have so we know like this is not like a this is not a band-aid like adoption is not like a, oh like let me go now like go adopt a puppy situation like no it is like a quantum shift in what you now have to understand and your humanity has to evolve in a profound and deep way because you're going to be met with experiences and other aspects of life that are not part of what you experience in your day-to-day life you're going to be exposed to like new stories and new realities that are heartbreaking a lot like over and over and over again and so we let ourselves just be like we just let ourselves surrender into that and and learn and ask for help there and take our time with it and not um rush our hearts because our hearts weren't ready you know to to like do anything other than just but, like but was it whisper. this like inner this inner knowing in you of like our family's not complete yet. Like, yeah. So really that dream being in you, believing mm-hmm. that it was for you and saying like the path is going to look different than what yeah. I anticipated. Yeah. But yeah. like there's still something like, do you feel like intuitively you knew that that like this would work? Like, or I don't, or what? I mean, what I, I first I, I think I did maybe, but it was like, it's like almost like the puzzle pieces were all on the table, but it was, there yeah. were like a million and I'm not great at puzzles. And so I just was like, I don't really have like the patience for puzzles, you know, usually traditionally. And so I'm like, this feels like a lot. Um, but these were just like these little tiny whispers that I was allowing myself to perceive. And then it was like, and then actually like the time we're having this conversation this past weekend, um, last year, I got a phone call from a New Hampshire based adoption um, agency. And there was a baby boy that was, going to be born and they were like like by thanksgiving and like they they want to meet you and and ben and i were like whoa you know but like but when we got that call like my whole everything lit up and i was like i was like online and excited for it and so like the the response to that experience it didn't end up his his um, biological parents ended up parenting him which is like such i'm so happy that that happened that way yeah. But like that experience was like, oh, okay. And then once that happened and our home study was official and all this, we were like, we were officially in. Um, but it wasn't until the following February, like of 2022, when I had this experience and I just, I read this book and I, I sat in and I just said to Ben, I was like, you know what? We just have to make a decision 
to believe in our baby and not know anything. But like, we just have to say yes. We just have to, I was like, I just got this. Like we just, we just have to say yes. And we have to believe in our baby because they can't come if we don't cross over that threshold. And it was like, that happened. Like it was like this moment. And then I, I hosted a retreat with my mastermind. And at that retreat, I led this exercise where we burned the story of a story that we didn't need anymore. And at that retreat, I wrote on the piece of paper, the word infertility, and I burned it on the beach with all these women oh. witnessing me. And I like, I was participating with them. I wasn't just facilitating. I was like in it with them that whole weekend. And then all these synchronistic things started happening like pulling like a card. One of my mastermind members pulled this card. It like talked all about fertility and all this like unexpected, like it's going to be shocking to you. And I was like, we're all like weeping at the table. And then I went out on the beach and I found this baby sand dollar, this little tiny baby sand dollar, which I've never seen so perfect, so small in my life. And I just like knew it. And I brought it home and I handed it to Ben and he just started crying. And we were both just like, this is from our baby. Like we just, we believed it like in every cell of our being without knowing Keish at all, how it was going to happen, but like completely surrendering to that. And then we got home from that beach trip. We, we stayed for a few days on vacation with Ani. And the next day in another world that we didn't know, Alex was born that morning back in Florida. And then we got the, the letter about him and some of the crazy things that were in this letter about this, this baby. This, they called a stork drop. This baby that was here was that his name, Alexander, the mother named him Alexander. And that was our boy name when Ani was born. Whoa, I just got chills down my arm. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So she she chose our boy name and wanted him to have that name. And yeah. Um and there were a lot of other things like synchronous like she literally his birth mom looks so much like could be Ben's sister. And like me too, but mostly like Ben. And one of the things she wanted was adopt an adoptive mom that looked similar to her. And so he's like got blue eyes and he has blonde hair. And so anyway, we got the call the next day and they were like, you, they chose you. The the birth parents chose you like get on on a plane. And we were like back in Florida meeting our son. And he's, he just turned eight months old yesterday and he's here. And (laughs) yeah, just, it's such it's such a powerful story because whether someone listening into this is navigating their own motherhood journey or anything in life, anything, it's just even like, like a business do, that doesn't feel does, like it's working. Yes. Yeah. Like let's, let's tap into that too, because yeah. the other side of this, besides like strongly holding on to a belief of something that you have no idea what the how is. Cause so many people get caught <laughs> up in like, how am I going to figure out how to get here in my business in my career yeah. in my marriage and whatever. But it's like, you had, I mean, like you said, all these puzzle pieces. I'm picturing like a shit storm of yes. all these puzzle pieces, like, all like fifteen hundred pieces all over the and table. And it's like, I don't know, I don't know, like what, how this is going to work. But you're still holding on to that belief. And one thing I want to touch on real quick is, in order for you to have this type of a fertility journey, like the option to do this for for women that are listening into this yes. that are you know a couple years out yeah. from having kids, um, could you speak to you know, sometimes you don't realize you're opening up a door for a future version of you that you don't even know that you'll want to be opening, right? Totally. Obviously, Alex came in exactly how he was supposed to. But for women early on in their entrepreneurial journey, yeah, 
trying to build that thing. Like how did Ben being home while navigating this, you having the finances through the business that you built to do this, like how did that help support you during this? Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to note that um, the fertility journey and the adoption journey all together was over a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Come on. Like that wasn't a puzzle piece that I could even have made sense of at all. And, um, and also it's a reality. And so for us, and I I don't want that to be discouraging to people listening to this because that kind of information used to be really discouraging to me because I would just count myself out. But listen, they were all, it was all, it was all in different stages. It wasn't all at once. I think that's important to say too, right? Keish, because for you, like places where you've invested in yourself, like, yes, there've been big moments, but it also has come like in the divine timing of the next phase and stage, right? So like empower her live was a big leap and also like a financial stretch, Right. Asking you to do a lot of big things. But like five years ago, you would have looked at what you did just now and be like, how am like, I don't know. And the reality is, is you didn't need to know that you didn't need to know that. But what I know and what I knew back in 2014, 2015, 2016, like as I'm scaling this business, growing this business with my life, um, I knew, well, I mean, we built this house like I want to build my forever home for my family. We lived in 1100 square foot cottage that we then yeah. built this 1100 square foot house onto. Didn't know how I was going to do that. In fact, said yes to the builder when I had I had saved up like 50 grand over these years. Like I just kept putting money away. So I had that much to start the project. The house ended up costing over $300,000. I said yes with, when I thought it was going to be like, I maybe have to come up with a little bit more. <laughs> so that was insane. But here's the thing, like, I would not have been able to see, I'm not motivated by money. What I'm motivated by is the experiences that grow my life. Mm-hmm. And guess what, guys? It takes money. Yeah. Money's part of it. So we got to work on that. We got to heal that part of us that is all bajiggity about money and look at that head on and start then start like realizing the money's a byproduct. It's a tool and a resource that's available to us in a, from a place of alignment. And when you're building a viable business, that is especially something you like really enjoy in the ways that we enjoy what we do in our work. And you are activating your gift. You are scaling your gift. You're bringing it forward with intelligent, you know, framework, structure, strategy, and you're bringing that forward and you're allowing yourself to learn and grow in that way. Guess what? Money makes itself available. Money yes. becomes part of it. Like it's it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love yeah. the emphasis on not needing to know yeah. like the next part or like the the stretching that comes. Like if you would have come to me when I first started my entrepreneurial journey and been like, by the way, Keisha, you're gonna write a check like just for the hotel and beverage was like forty grand. For that event. <laughs> yeah, if you would have come to me early on, I would have been like forty what? You know, but <laughs> but I think the point that I wanted to reiterate is like if you're in your entrepreneurial journey and one of the things that you're driven by is options or you're driven by like a few, you know, gifting a future version of you, something that you might not even realize, it might be a future dream that is going to need money. It might be something like within your own family, like your fertility journey. It might be the way that you want to show up for your parents. Like it's just, it's worth it to figure out how to navigate building a business during the times where it feels like you're pushing a gigantic monster truck tire up a hill and you have no idea what the hell you're doing because on the other end of it mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a constant evolution obviously but on the other end of it once you have put your reps in it does give you more 
options yes. if you're willing to do the work to get there. Yeah. So on that, I do want to have you mention your program because there are a lot of women that are new in the entrepreneurial journey or yeah. they're, they've had a business for a while and it's just like, like it just doesn't feel like it's connecting and they right. just need support. You are the person that I would put my stamp of approval on to do any sort of business program with, my, you know how much I care about the girls in my community. Uh, yeah. Um, so <laughs> please tell them about what that is. Yeah. Tell them everything. Yeah. And it's in case, thank you. It's the highest, highest honor to have you say that and to be trusted in supporting the incredible women in this community. And I've already had a, a handful from Empower Her Live hop in. Um, yeah. And one of them actually messaged today and she just said, I am so grateful that God, you know, brought you on my path because this is like literally changing the trajectory for me and my family. And we're, we're doing some really some work, <laughs> like we're working it. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that I, 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 before I talk about Ignite Your Business, <clears throat> one thing that you said there feels really important. It's like, we have this blend, right, of like the energetics of embodying what our message is about and like putting it out there and connecting to people and building community. But also structurally, we have to have the things in place, like the offerings on the menu that add up to what we actually need to accomplish financially. Yes. And so I think that that's a place where a lot of women I see struggle with. It's really like that masculine energy thing. Like we're really good at like the feminine, like being ourselves. But then it's like, but structurally, right? This house, like I couldn't do all this decoration stuff without the yeah. walls and the boards and the nails, like the framework to yep. support my home and what I want to have here. Because yes. there are some people too that are really obsessed with the structure. Yes. And, and then they, they forget missing. how to be themselves, right? Yes. So it's almost like it's the yin and yang. It is. That, it like is. Doing both. Which it I is. Love. And actually, in my, on my little symbol here, I have my little mug. You see that little symbol? Yeah. So I had that made. And what it is, is it's the intersection of, of exactly that the male, the masculine, the feminine energy, like the blend that is required to build a business and also build like really live into a meaningful life. And so that's mm -hmm. that sacred spark symbol that you see everywhere that I have all over the place. Um, okay. So the program is called ignite your business and the, the mantra for it is it's help more people make more money, have more fun. Because obviously, because <laughs> like those are the three most important things. Like they how really people are. make more money. Because again, you have to be able to sustain your vision, and we ought to work through some of that money mindset crap totally. of people that are telling yeah. themselves the story that they don't deserve it, they're not worthy, all of that, yeah. and then yeah. obviously have fun. Duh. Have fun. I mean, like because if you're not, your business won't grow. Right. Because that's also a self-protection. Like, why would you want to continue to grow in something that's not fun for you? That's not joy producing. So mm -hmm. we work on the the bones of that. And inside of Ignite Your Business, there's sort of two major, three, three major components. One is community because gosh, right? It's like why we're here having this conversation right now. We're so much more alike than we are different. Yep, and yep. to be able to hear, oh, sister, you're struggling with that too. Or, oh my gosh, thank you so much for asking that question. I was afraid to ask it, but it was the exact thing that I needed to hear. So we have this community component in our, in our group space. We have curriculum, which is like teaching, like, come on, pull up a chair, listen each day, like replace a podcast or share podcasting, right? Like alternate it, but listen to a, a little training a day and get yourself through this curriculum because it's going to put the tracks down for you to learn how to price your products, to learn how to think differently about what it is you're doing, to learn how to build that offer and that offer suite that is going to be this, the sweet spot for your clients to give them choices so that they're like, oh yeah, 
I, she's my person. Because the reality is, I bet a lot of you listening to this right now, there are people in your orbit that want to work with you. But because you have a belief that you're like not good at this, or you don't know how to build out this business structure, or you're afraid to tell them the price of it, or you're afraid to market your thing, you're missing out on helping them and yes, making money in that process. So this is about helping you get in there. One thing I didn't tell you about is that we have this thing called the 30 day show up challenge, <clears throat> where I challenge the group to show up for 30 days straight and creating some sort of generative content, some sort of contribution mm. to your community for 30 days straight. So you can build that muscle and build that habit and see and what happens as a result. Right? Yes. Yes. Because the confidence from the repetition and to plug it into the community and like having the, because that's the thing that I love so much is you have to have the framework. Otherwise you're squirreling yeah. all over the place. And right. you might then in that process be telling yourself the story that you can't do this, but it's just because you didn't have something that could help you get it on track. And then the community to tap into when you don't believe that you can do it. Cause we That's all it. have those moments. Right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And I think my favorite part, the third component is coaching. And mm -hmm. This is this has always been my signature for tale as old as time having coaching programs. If you're in one of my programs, just know you're going to have me. I yeah. show up in there and I coach. I know every member. I know what's going on with you. I am like just able to drop in and challenge you in really meaningful ways. And if you show up, if you show up on the calls, if you come, we coach every week in this group. There is so much here for you to help you get momentum and get you moving. And I think that that's a huge missing component, Cash. I know you do it in your podcast program. Like yeah. that's a huge missing component in a lot of group programs that are out there. And people are a little like PTSD about it because they're like, mm -hmm. I'm going to go join this program. And then the coach is going to be literally, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say it. Like, shouting out from the rooftops about their like six figure launch. And then they're like, not even there. Mm -hmm. They're absent. They're like expecting me to just self guide through. And look, a lot of people don't have the attention span or the, or the, the focal, you know, confidence energy to sit there and just like go through a bunch of trainings and then translate that. It's like, I, I mean, that's why we have teachers in school. They're not just like, here's a laptop, have a wonderful high school curriculum, <laughs> right? So you got to ask yeah. the teacher, you got to raise your hand. You got to be like challenged. You got to show up for yourself. Like I'm not spoon feeding you like a baby bird. I'm mm -hmm. there. And also you got to do the work, but I'm there to answer your questions and to be like, oh yeah, that's a tricky situation. Let's figure out how you're going to navigate that. Oh, I can see where you're getting stuck with that. What if you try this instead? And it's like, ongoing. It's, it's, a, you get lifetime access to this program because that's what I believe we need. I don't think it's like, look, a tree doesn't grow in six weeks. A tree doesn't grow, you know, in even just a year, like it takes time. And yeah. I built my business model in that way, very intentionally, right? There's no, um, there's no like codependency here for me. There's no, there's nothing other than I want to serve the way that I serve best. And that's what ignite your business has been built upon that foundation and the women in it are getting incredible results. They are loving it. They are being challenged every week. They have, they, you can tell that they love the, that they get to come back and like go try something, like go test something and then come back and be like, okay, this is how it went. What do you think? Or, oh my gosh, like confetti, let's pop it all up. Let's pop all the bottles. Like I just did this and then they get celebrated, right? Or, mm -hmm. Wow, I just completely fell flat on my face and I don't feel like I ever want to leave my room again. Right. And it's like having people there to say, okay, what do we do from here? Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's Ignite Your Business. It's awesome. I love it. I'm just like 
I can't wait to welcome in those of you who are like, I'm ready to finally make this jump and get the support that I need. Well, and it was important for me, like, obviously, I wanted to just talk to you and have you share on the podcast, but it's also really important to me to have you come on to talk about this now, uh, that this episode being released mid-December, or sorry, mid-November, because people are thinking about this right now. Yeah. It's like you're setting your yeah. goals and your vision right. for, for the new year and you're starting to think like, I really want to take ownership and I really want to own my business. It's like jump into something like this now to support yourself so you can get going and you totally. don't feel like you're scrambling. Like you have done so many things in business. Like you've been an entrepreneur longer than I've been an entrepreneur. So it's like, I love being able to say like, you have gone this direction. This didn't work out. You can teach people through your own experience and yeah. how many people you've mentored. So and, and I've been in so many yeah. masterminds. So yes. I like, sat in the room and studied and learned from and discerned. And so I have like a million models. I just have a marketing brain. I worked in branding, marketing, and sales for yeah. now almost two decades. So this is my this is my my profession. Like this is my background. Mm-hmm. But also you bring in this like mindset coach, this powerhouse speaker, author, all these other pieces. And so it's like I can really multidimensionally meet meet a lot of your community where they are because I know what it is that they want and what it is they want mm-hmm. to create. And I've created that and I've done it, right? Like sold out hundreds of women, sold six figures from stage, had all those things, had like six figure launches and had like zero dollar launches, like done all of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also because a lot of people do need the tactical support too of just yeah. like pricing and like the ins and outs of stuff that totally. I just think you're so well-versed in that. So if they want to check it out, yeah. where can they find it? Yeah. So you guys, we have a special link for um, all of the Empower Her people over at amberliliestrom.com forward slash Keisha. And so it's on Keisha's page. And two really cool bonuses, which I have to add this to the page. But the first is as an Empower Her member, community member, you get $200 off enrollment. So wait. So Everybody yeah. loves a discount. So you get 200 bucks <laughs> off. You also have a, there's an eight pay plan for it as well. So trying to give you variety and make this easy and accessible for you guys to get yes. in here. That's part one. The second piece is Keisha and I are going to host this like incredible Q&A live session in January. Woo-hoo. For all of our new members, and we are going to basically just like be like this, girlfriend style, like yes. just sharing Q&A all the things, anything, like, even anything. like the stuff that I feel like people don't talk about. Like I will go like nitty gritty, super raw business, community building, podcasting, scaling, money mindset, relationship, whatever, like I whatever. Think be so fun. Yeah. All so. anything you need to know. Keisha's coming in and we're going to do this with the, the IYB crew. And I can't wait to welcome you. And we welcome every single member individually. Like that's how much you matter. It's not just some like, you know, all of you is welcome here and you matter. These are two of my other favorite things to say over and over again. And I can't wait to just grow into 2023 together. I love it. Thank you so much, Amber, for just creating this too, because I'm, I'm always, I'm just so conscious of the fact that like, I don't have something personally like this. So it's like, where can I guide people that I care about that need this type of community and support? So thank you for that. I love you. I'm so honored to call you a friend. Like what people don't know too, is that even the behind the scenes of you are, were such a supportive friend to me, like leading up to the event when I'm starting to get all the, like the feels in my stomach and like, you know, like, ah, oh, like I'm about to do this. And I just think I, I'm so appreciative of how you show up in the world. And then on a personal note, how you've showed up for me because it allows me to show up for people in a big way too. So you're the real deal, Amber. I love you. I Thank love you so you. much. For being what here. an honor. I appreciate you so much, sister. 
Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like, send it to her right now. Or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.